Everybody, welcome to Nerds Night Out. I'm Tom Tormey, and my special guest tonight is Mr. Kyle Goodman. He is here to talk about his upcoming comic book, Here Walks Monsters, as well as everything from zombies to Marvel and beyond. Kyle, thanks for coming out. Thanks for joining me. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me on. Oh, my pleasure. I, 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 I had read the ash can of Here Walks Monsters and instantly was infatuated with it. I, I do love a good post-apocalyptic fiction. Uh, I love a good horror zombie book. And uh, so uh, Here Walks Monsters absolutely hits all the marks for me. I, I really do dig it. It's a great book. Well, thanks. I mean, I, I, so this book, I, I, have been, I initially started writing it as a novel almost 10 years ago. Uh, and it, over the years, it's I've lost part of it. My computer and hard drives got stolen a few years back. And half the book that I had on there, like we're talking, I was doing like 10 to 20,000 pages of like, and I had about half Damn. it done. Um, and I just gave up. And then about five years ago, I refound the, uh, one of the, um, uh, word documents that had the, the, the map. It was every single stop, every single item, every event that I had planned out for the entire novel. And I was like, Oh my God, I've got it. Oh my God. Yeah, and then great, I decided, man. let's let's make it into a comic book. And I, I initially, when I started writing it, it wasn't a zombie comic book. It is a story of the downfall of society um, and what happens to humanity when society is no longer there to tell us how to behave. And then I figured, you know, you got to set that in an apocalypse of some sort. And I'm a huge zombie fan, so it was a no-brainer to pick that as my mode of transportation for this story. Right. Uh, uh, did you ever so you recovered the word document kind of like your bible you laid out the steps of uh you ever recover anything else from the original uh i have the first three chapters from the original um and that's it oh, okay great, great um and and yeah, so, I, no three chapters and two random like i wrote like one of the, the main characters deaths and a another significant moment in the book separate like that was on another okay. drive uh, elsewhere because that was just like something I wrote in the thought of it. Like, oh, my God, let me write this down real quick. And it's just like five pages here and there. But, yeah, the up, I have the first three chapters and that's it. Hey, now, you mentioned the main characters of the book in, in the ash can, unless I'm not mistaken. I did read it twice. Uh, you, you don't mention their names. It, it, is that a willful determination on your part uh, it, so, to, to leave their names out of the ash can? Uh, definitely. Um, one of the characters, the 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 male character, his real name won't be mentioned until probably towards the end of the series, because um, he's gonna just be because the the other main character, her name is Karen, and I picked that deliberately. It's not I don't think it is actually said in the Ashcan, but her name is Karen, because I picked that specifically because when you hear Karen, you think of the crazy uh, internet ladies going nuts. I know so many yes, amazing yes. Karens. Learning a picnic. Right. I know so many amazing Karens that I was like, you know what? I'm taking that name back. So my okay. main, like her right. Karen is a basically a soccer mom that shouldn't be okay living in this world, but because she linked up with the main character, she's able to be kind of a mom and still survive. Uh, we'll learn more about she, her later. She does but... call him kid. Yeah. yeah she, that, she calls that, him kid a few times. 
and she acts very motherly through most of the the series and that's just because and mm-hmm. I, I think you know in most zombie or any type of horror stuff the short dude he's just a comic relief and dies early the soccer mom comic relief to look good and to die early so i made those two a short male and a soccer mom basically um the main characters of my horror story because there's not a lot of representation for that type of character especially in horror and right. I-, I feel like it's necessary so i, I decided to write one myself <laughs> No, I, I, on behalf of short guys everywhere, thank you. Okay, uh, I'm five seven, and uh, you know, I I don't know if statistically that's considered short, but when I when I go to work and I'm surrounded by these very tall guys, I'm like, oh my gosh, can we just have a seat for a second? But I, yeah. I, I so I, I you know, growing up, I was a short fat guy, uh, and now I'm uh, an old short fat guy. They always had the big and tall stores. I always said we should open a store called like short, fat, and stupid, and I would be in oh, my yeah. glory. Yeah. Okay. That'd be great. Uh, side note, um, I'm in. Um, let's get some more investors and let's make this thing <laughs> because the, uh, it's you know how hard it is to shop for pants for me. Oh. I'm five, so I'm I'm tiny. I'm five foot three, on a good day. You know? Okay. So, uh, you know, every day is a good day. <laughs> well, so, so, some days I feel taller than others. You know, <laughs> uh, but like for me, because I'm 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 kind of hefty, you know. I got some weight to me. I used to play uh, play sports, so, you know. I got some build on me, so it's hard to buy clothes for people like me. Like to fit my waist, it's gonna be dragging on the floor. I gotta get hemmed. You know what I mean? Like so, yeah. I oh, think yeah. that's a, oh, yeah. a whole market that we could. Hey, listen, I'm in. I'm in. Uh, that's <laughs> it. That's it. All right. So after after here walks monsters one, and and we go from there. We'll we'll reinvest some of that money into short, fat, and stupid, and we'll become instant millionaires maybe we'll leave the stupid off but uh i don't know there's obviously a lot of inspiration what's that i said i kind of like the stupid but that's okay i you know what i i do too it's it's got that it's got got a ring to it that's certain je ne sais quoi right right uh it's very clear reading here walks monsters that there's a there's this zombie influence even as you said you know it wasn't originally set out to be that i do again Look good, good post-apocalyptic literature. You can't go wrong with it. In fact, I always tell people I love picking up zombie books uh, because the movies are generally all about how much gore you can toss out there, whereas the books are about the survival. How would you yeah. survive in a world like this? So I'm going to ask two questions. I think that will strike uh, to us uh, in the book. The main character, who you said, will will reveal his name toward the end. Uh, haven't you? Uh, he says, "Haven't you ever seen a zombie movie?" And it's very clear that you have. Uh, is there a one in particular, or any in particular that stand out in your mind? It's like these, these are great. These are great movies, and you gotta uh, see. Them. Let's see. Um, so that's kind of hard to answer because for me, I love even the corny, horrible D zombie movies. So it, for me, you cannot do wrong for a zombie okay. movie. Um, but uh, you know. When you look at some of the the classics, you know, Day of the Dead, uh, anything Romero did. I mean, if 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 you see Romero tied to a zombie film, watch it. That that's Damn that right. simple. Um, and, and you know, I loved uh, like The Walking Dead. Um, sure, I, I sure. feel like my book is like kind of a cross between The Walking Dead and The Last of Us. Um, okay, be- that's fair. I, I can see that. I can see the influence there. 
the the last of uh, us is very down to earth and real and it make it focuses more on the people turning into monsters instead of just living in the world because a lot of them like if you look at Joel for instance he hates himself and what he's had to do mm-hmm. to survive you know but he knows he had to because he wanted to survive um and keep living for the memory of his daughter you know but and then you look at like the walking dead where it's clear that zombies shouldn't be issues for very long you know so in in my book i have both zombies and infected because what what's the, the distinction so there, there'll be more distinction really when as i move through the story but the main difference is a zombie was turned by the the virus that killed a whole bunch of people um cuz it's set in a world like ours uh, where there was a pandemic and so those people if they bit someone those people became infected and those are more like the like almost like um what's that will smith uh, i am legend type zombies oh sure like sure. where they have actual like not necessarily thoughts but it, it's more they retain more of themselves when they're just infected understood right and so there's the running kind of yeah. So you yeah. got like the the normal, you got like the Walking Dead, the just regular zombies, and then you have the infected, uh, and they're two different breeds of the same monster, really. Um, and I I kind of also did it just to be kind of a, a screw Utah people who will be like, well, it's not technically it's not a zombie comic book, it's an infected comic book. Oh no, technically mm-hmm. they're zombies. That's not gonna happen with mine. Right. They're both. <laughs> I, I so, so when I when I read and I said infected, I'm like, okay, I'm like, uh, but you you outright say zombies in the book, yeah. So it, we weren't having a 28 days later kind of infected rage virus kind of debate. These are right. it, it, there are the infected and there are the zombies, and we can make a distinction between the two. I I, yeah. I do have to ask because a, a few minutes earlier you had mentioned that you're a fan of all the zombie films from your mainstream ones that you've made a few references, but you did say the D end. The the like the the hard end. Are we talking like uh, uh like dead snow? Uh, are we talking, talking like uh, uh I think it, the title is called um wrestling zombies, and it's like wrestling a wash, zombies. It's a washed up actual. I think former WCW wrestler. Wait, I cannot it, I, remember. I think, I, think the I, name. I feel like saying Roddy Piper is an movie, but yes, uh, yes. Uh, right, oh, okay. Yes. I I Jesus. It I is one of the that. one of the worst yes. movies of all time. But it's a zombie movie, and I, I'm sitting there watching it, loving it because it's zombies. Like, I mean, I, I right. even like if, like ones that have a lot of issues, like the um, uh, the new Zack Snyder uh, Army of the Dead, or the Army oh of the yeah, Dead. I enjoyed that. That has I loved it, but it has a lot of issues when you try to look at continuity things. Like, what what is the the limit of the infection when it comes to the yeah. the smarter versions versus the the just the regular dumb ones. Like, you know, is there robots? Like, there's just so many things that you oh, can bring I, up that are like... I was hoping you were going to say that. Why are we watching this? But you're, I'm still I, enjoying I gotta it. I got to tell you, I, I, I remember watching it like a lot of people when it first came out. I was enthralled by it. And I think at one point my wife goes, did that zombie just spark? And I'm like, no, <laughs> yeah. no. And she rewound it, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm instantly in love with this movie. There's a robot <laughs> zombie. Why are there robot zombies in there? I don't know. We never got an answer. I don't need Why an answer. Why was there a ninja zombie? Like that was the coolest thing ever. I, I watched that and was like, "How can I make that?" Like, yeah, I, yeah. I have to figure out a way to write that in somehow. Like he was dot. Di- like it, I'm thinking, like this is the best. It is the best worst 
zombie movies. Fine. You know what That's I mean? It, there's like... beauty in the absurdity of it, though. There's beauty in the absurd. Uh, yes. The the I, I people sometimes are like, oh, did you watch that documentary this week? And I'm like, no, man, I watched Sand Sharks with Brooke Hogan <laughs> and Edgar Allan Poe the Fourth. I don't know what documentary you're talking about, but I watched Sand Sharks. Like, what's that about? I'm like, it's about sharks that go in sand. I don't need anything else. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and that's yeah, that's with me with zombies. Like, if I like, and then there's also like one thing that I love about zombies is that you can tell in the same story two different kinds of uh, of, of stories. Like, if you look at um, uh, Black Summer, and oh yeah, um, sure. what's that other? What's the one that is the the prequel to? Um, Zombie. Oh man, I'm drawing a blank. No, um, I, didn't, I didn't even know there was a prequel to that. So yeah, it's a prequel to a series that was long running that was kind of more goofy. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of it, but it like at one point they they um Z Nation. There we go. Oh, I yeah, love yeah. Z Nation, even Z Nation though it's good. absurd. It, like that's but that's that's the great thing about it. The ball of zombies. Yeah, running yeah, right, through the, right. I'm sorry, that was so stupid, but I was but, like, that's the greatest thing I've ever seen. I don't know why. That's like, an asylum show, I think. Right? That's I think that's made by asylum. They're like they, that's their shtick. They, uh, I, I think the best thing I read about asylum is they make terrible movies, but they don't set out to. And right. I just love that somehow it inadvertently happens that each and every one of them, Sharknado to all these certain Z Nation, they're all Z Nation. Certain, but, I I love that show. Yeah. And then like this in the same world, they also tell Black Summer which is the prequel, like what happened during the initial outbreak of Z Nation. So I, like, I didn't know that they were connected. I missed so, out on oh that. Oh my God. It's like, go on. If you watch it again, um, I'll, I'll send you a message. I can't remember. There was a couple of scenes that were like exactly referenced. Yeah. In, yeah. In from Z Nation. And I'll send them to you. And it's great. Like the fact that they can have like two type of stories in the same world. It's just fantastic. And that's what zombies, zombie and horror in general it, it good, bad, and different. Like whether it's a uh, a list, millions and millions of dollars, or twenty thousand dollar fan film, horror yeah, is right. almost always amazing, unless they just overdo the CGI. But that's really the only thing that bothers me. in, in fair enough. Horror this is overuse of CGI. Yeah, uh, fair enough. I mean, th there there are some great ones out there, and I I think oh, here right. walks monsters kind of really takes some. Of, I, that's the great thing about zombie books, and I, I you had mentioned I Am Legend before which I think is uh, historically considered to be the first piece of zombie literature. And oddly enough, I, I, from, I, I remember reading about this a while back, is that the Smurfs were the first comic book to feature a, a, a zombie apocalypse type thing in a book called uh, The uh, Black Smurfs, which they changed to Purple Smurfs in the United States to avoid any kind of racial connotation. So, oh, I mean, th man, these, I these are up. books that, <laughs> oh, it's fantastic, it, you know. They, they say nap, nap, nap if they get bitten. Uh, it's great. Uh, awesome. But th th these, this is not new. This genre is not a new genre. Uh, horror is not a new genre. Yet uh, you are taking it as others have, everyone from Robert Kirkman to George Romero, and you're taking it and you're putting your own spin on it. Uh, if there was a takeaway, and your book really does, uh, the Ashcan that I, I read reads, very cinematically that and uh, that's by design 100 percent. Oh, i've actually perfect. used that exact phrasing like i write it to read cinematically because okay. it's evident right when when i because when i read a comic book great art is great art but you can't just have great art 
there has to be a nuance to it at some points of the book. Like in one part of the, we actually like just have silhouettes of the zombies trying to yes. attack them. One of the characters. Um, and like one of the, another scene, I actually, when I wrote it in the script, I told him, I said it's the artist. I'm like, this is like an anime quick clip where it's one, two, three, the same movement but broken up into three like spot frames, and he was like, "Oh, I know exactly what you are, mean." Are, are you, are you talking about the sword? Yes. Are you talking about where you, I get? You know what? I, I I had a feeling you were. There's this great series of panels for anyone listening. If you haven't read the Ashcan, if you haven't been checking out the Here Walks Monsters Kickstarter, uh, the there's this great series of panels in which our main one of our main characters, uh, essentially takes uh takes out all his anger and frustration. With the sword, which again, I don't know where the sword came from, and I don't care. There, I mean, I'm sure you might explain. I'm sure you will. But the truth is, at any given point, you could brandish. Oh, if if he took out throwing stars, if he took out a gun, that's the great thing about this kind of universe is that explanation. Uh, every explanation becomes plausible. And why does he have a sword? I didn't need to know. All I know in that series of panels, and you're absolutely right. I had that quick flow to it. Uh, he's taking the sword to the zombies and he's having a great time doing it. And I was having a great time looking at it. So it's a win. Yeah. And I'm very lucky. Like, so both me and my artist, Martin, uh, this is our first ever published comic book. Like he's done, you know, black and white and images and stuff. He, he has like 10,000 followers on, on Instagram. He's a Canadian artist, um, Martin, Olivier Dijonet. I hope I said. I hope I did that in the right order. I'm a little dyslexic, so no, I get that backwards. I, listen, dude. I'm glad you said it. I read the name. I'm like, damn. I don't <laughs> want to butcher a French Canadian name. I'm just gonna say your artist Martin. It, it, so, when I write my scripts, I write it specifically for him. So my scripts are horrible. Like they look like crap, and they, like, and to the point where I have to go over it three or four times before I hand it off to the letterer. Because I write it for him to draw what I'm thinking. And that's what I, I realized that me and Martin have this weird bond where, like, I can give a little explanation and he knows exactly what I meant or even a better way to do it. Where oh, my. Um, that's hard to find, letterer, man. Dude, you you lucked out. Absolutely. Like, I yeah. say all the time, I am the luckiest creator you will ever find. Oh, yeah. Because he just gets it and he knows exactly what I want. Like, I very rarely have to give him edits. Sometimes I've I'm heard, like, I've I don't like this, but but I got yeah. I, I maybe move this or I don't like the way that looks. But okay, I mean that's part, that's typical. That's a good working just, relationship, it's though. Done. I, like I've heard nightmarish stories where writers go back and forth with the artist and not even remotely close to anything they envisioned, and uh, all that time, all that money, all all wasted, and uh, it just kind of sours the whole creative experience. So yeah, yeah. Uh, with Martin, beautiful French name. I'll just say that at the end, just in case I don't mess it up. You, you, you really, you lucked out. You, you got a winner. I, I also, your letterer, perfect, I man, remember. perfect, because uh, there's this series of panels where they are uh, into, like, the Department of Corrections. They're in a penitentiary, and although uh, you, 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 could, you don't know they're whispering, but you know they are by the word bubbles, and, yes. and they're almost translucent. And yep. it just kind of relays that, like, we're whispering feeling. It was perfect. So so when Tyrone came on to the project, he came on very late. I, I, I've been working on this Ashcan for, like, two years. 
trying to get it done and trying to get the art done and, and getting it how I wanted it. Then I had the artist do the lettering and it didn't really, this actually at Megacon last year. So when I went to Megacon last year, I went with all 10 pages complete and lettered by Martin. And I brought it to Megacon going, I'm going to show this to people and they're going to freaking love it. Right. And I'm going to go to print. Everyone I showed it to, they're like, wow, the art's amazing. I like the story. This It's an interesting idea, but the lettering is not good. Like, mm. I had one person literally say the lettering is trash. Like, if an, if you gave this to an editor, they would literally laugh at you. And I was like, ooh, okay. And I went yeah, back to the drawing board, and I didn't know what to do. And my good friend John from Encase Comics, uh, he hooked me up with his letterer because he's actually also writing his first comic book as well. Um, so once he came on, he kind of br- – like breathed a new life into the project that I, I thank him all the time. Cause it literally like almost like electro shock. Oh my God, we've got a letter. Let's go. And it right. just came together. Uh, I've worked really hard with him too. Cause I, I, I want you to be able to tell things by the lettering. A lot of the people don't realize how important lettering is to comics. I think it, it, if it's done right, it gives a, a depth to conversations it can do subtext it can take on a life of its own and be, and that's what separates good comic books from great comic books and i would well, rather I, I, push and push things back again and again and again to make a great book instead of rushing out a good book or even a bad one i agree i, I i'm glad you t- you're taking your time and you have a great team uh and i assume in, in this entire process there's there's been those kind of ups and downs of self-publishing uh oh, I- yeah. is there any advice you would give to uh someone who's looking to self-publish kind of go a- any different route something that you had learned through this process that you wish you had known before and oh, you would like absolutely. to share with people trying to do it now absolutely um the biggest thing is network your ass off before you mm. even start the project um because like for instance, when I launched my Kickstarter for my first ever comic book, I once I launched it is when I started trying to go line up interviews. Okay. I should have lined up interviews for months prior while everything was being finished. Like, cause I had the art done for a while. We were just going back and forth on the lettering, you know, adjusting this, changing this, you know, at the last little extra stuff that would have got done anyways by the time that the Kickstarter launched or even finished for that matter. Um, and I just waited till I had the 100% finished product. I had, I didn't send it off to go get printed yet, but I had the complete ash can. I would have, if I mean, when I get ready to start launching the, the full first issue, I'm going to be reaching out to all of my colleagues and friends in the, in the comic book community far earlier than I did this time, because I, I only ended up doing like, five to six interviews during the whole process. Mm-hmm. I should have had five or six interviews prior to it even launching, you know, to, to build hype for the book. Right. So once you launch it, the like my biggest fear was launching the Kickstarter and not getting funded and nothing. And then having to start all over again and everything you put into everything just goes. Cause with Kickstarter, if you don't reach your goal, you get nothing. No one gets charged and it's a failed project. Hmm. I was lucky enough to not have to worry about that because my book was fully funded within like two weeks. Um, it didn't get That's... much more funded than that, but I mean, still, um, that was also on me because I didn't give enough incentive for people to like 
what the thing about crowdfunding is you can't it's not only just about the items you're giving people but it's almost like the community uh gather together kind of thing like let's reach a goal together so we all get better stuff like the um stretch goals i didn't even have any for right. the first one for the ash can like i should have had a thousand dollars uh cover b uh two thousand uh, we upgrade the the cover to chromium or whatever. You know, what I, mean? I should have had more um, sequential markers to hit. Like, that's why I I hit the the hundred percent around two weeks in and ended up with like one hundred and fifteen or one hundred sixteen percent or something like that, completely funded, but just a little bit extra. Okay, you no, know, because I didn't have well, that I, incentive I, for anyone to go. Hey, let right. me grab my five friends so if they get on, my book gets upgraded. You know. That's something I definitely learned through that process. But the self-publishing, it's rough. Uh, if you don't have the um, audacity to do everything yourself, try to pitch it to a, a publishing company. Because like I, I, it, I have to do everything, you know. So like for instance, I have right. a MegaCon exclusive coming up next weekend at MegaCon through Three Hundred Five uh, Comics Miami. Um, I had to reach out to them. I had to get that set up. I had, you know, if I was just with a publisher, the publisher would have done that. The publisher would have worried about selling everything. The publisher would have worried about promoting it. And I could have just gone on, you know, the interviews and had fun. But instead I had goals. I, I have to do all this myself. A lot of times I, I would not recommend that for everyone. There's a lot of ways to publish and, and, you know, where you can work with a publisher and still own all your rights and, you know, and get majority of the profits and stuff like that too. But they handle a lot of the extra stuff uh, that weighs down the production a little bit. Cause I got to worry about that and not just about creating the story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you, you've become the creative aspect, but also the business aspect, the promotion aspect. Yeah. And uh, it, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot, but, uh, it's clear that you're invested in the process. Uh, so, uh, it, and the Kickstarter campaign as well. So, uh, so is it fair to say that you kind of, if you could go back, you'd get a little bit more well-versed in how to conduct a Kickstarter campaign and also well, really network, 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 right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, and you know, yeah. part of it's on me, you know, cause I, I, I know quite a few creators who have ran very successful Kickstarter campaigns. I didn't reach out to them for help. I didn't ask them what would their advice be. You know, I, okay. I self-publishing this in my head, I have to do it all on my own. And I'm starting to learn, obviously, that's even the creation of the book. I'm not on my own. I have a whole team that's working to make this dream possible. And I have to allow them to support me. I mean, like, I, I don't. And I'm sure they want to. They do. No, and, and right. like. John from Encase Comics, I mean, he's been vital in keeping me, uh, I, I don't want to say on the right path, but keeping the fire lit. Because uh, sure, sure. now we, we kind of have this little unspoken rivalry now. Because like he beat me to a con exclusive. His ash can was at LA Comic Con this past year. Um, I had the first successful Kickstarter campaign. He already had his issue one um, in with his artist about a month ago. I just got the issue one minus two pages to my artist a couple weeks ago, but I had the, my first um, signing uh, coming up next weekend. So, I mean, we're, we're, we had this little budding rivalry and we're going to end up working together on future projects, but um, he's definitely helped keep me, you know, hungry more so than just 
it'll get done when it gets done. You know, when you're self-publishing or self-creating and don't have deadlines, if you don't, if you can't do it yourself, right. you better have someone that's going to check in on you, make sure you're still doing what you got to do. Well, um, it's good that you get John. It's good that you have that kind of professional, I wouldn't say rivalry, but also like, you know, just that back and forth really. Yeah. And I, I think that's, that's going to help you both. It's a good thing. Uh, at least you're, you're both going through the same trials and tribulations together. You're both learning at the same time. But I, I, I agree with you. Uh, there's, there's nothing wrong uh, with asking for help. There's nothing wrong with getting some direction, some advice, uh, and, and calling on the people who do want to support you and, and letting right. them support you. It may not always be financially, but it could be oh, exactly. uh, something. You know, a, anyway, how did you, you you're going to be at Megacon next week, you said? Yes. Um, uh, February 1st through the 4th, um, Megacon Orlando, uh the 305 Miami Comics, they have a booth at Artist Alley, uh, booth 109. Uh, one of the co-owners of that uh, retailer is an artist, and she did an amazing cover. Um, it's uh, limited to 50 numbered wow. uh, virgin chromium hollow foil. I, uh, I, 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 when okay. <laughs> when I initially saw that, I was like, so just a foil, right? And then like the the guy who I work with with the print shop is like, yeah. But people like uh, it. That. Sounds cool. <laughs> so I was the like, all right, you know what? Virgin, I'm just gonna... virgin foil. Virgin, virgin foil. Chrome hollow foil. <laughs> virgin chrome hollow foil. I, I I don't think I've ever heard those words in that order before, but damn. But one of you know, getting it your hands on nice. one of Yeah, it sounds nice. <laughs> sounds real nice. I like it. Sounds real nice. I like I it like a lot. It. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh we'll be there uh signing we're we'll do free autographs as well. Um she'll do remarks, those are not free, obviously. Um but yeah, we have 50 mm. numbered. Um I also will have some blanks that I I'm going to try to shoot my shot at some big name artists that are going to be there um to see nice. if they'll do a cover, but we'll we'll see about that. Um uh, but that's another thing, you know, when doing it on your own if you don't have a crew, like I have a good friend named Kyle Willis and he works with a lot of artists as a, a, you know, he's an artist as well. So he's done a lot of covers for people. So when he wrote his book, he already had a stable of, of artists ready to, to collaborate. I don't have that. You know, I've got Martin, right. I've got a few other artists that are, that are willing to work with me already, you know? Uh, so that's another big thing that if you're trying to do it on your own, make sure you can have a, a, a good accompaniment of, artists that will because the the weird thing about collecting nowadays is that a lot of people just don't even want the a covers they just want variants they want the coolest cover whether it's the a b c mm -hmm. limited to a thousand limited to two it doesn't matter if it's fancy they want it uh so like i don't want to say like the the Hirox monsters ashcan cover is plain because it's not but it's not like a pop off the cover, like oh my god, what's this? I have to look at this. It's just here, watch sure. monsters. You know, it's it's it gives you the vibe of the book more so than trying to pull you in. You got to have some bells and whistles for the people. You know, I mean that that's the thing. I, I didn't really have much in the Ash Can, give what they want. Uh, Kickstarter. So we're gonna oh definitely gonna lean into that hard with the uh, first issue when we get that rolling. I've already got a couple artists lined up for multiple covers, right. so we'll. We're, do, we're doing good. <laughs> I, I guess that's where that conflict of the creative and the business side come in. Because the creative side, you're saying, I'm making this because it, I I want to make this. I'm making this for me. Whereas the business side is, well, yeah, I made it for me, but people got to buy it. People got to right. buy it. And uh, and you got to give the people what they want. They it's do. not enough so, to just have a good story. I mean, if it's if 
If you, sure, right. if you want to write it for your own benefit, great. But if you're going to be trying to, you know, like print it and actually, because like I, I want to have a hundred plus issues. If I'm going to yeah. be this crazy to do this, I got to make money on the road to do it. To like, because the Kickstarter pays for the next one, pays for this, pays for that. You know, so like I'm hoping to use what I earn from the exclusives at MegaCon to fund help fund. Per, like sure. getting artists you know to go on for full issue one and for promotion for all these things you know it's a it's a labor of love but it's also a business and the better you do the business side the more you can do what you love so i'm trying well, you, to find that balance you're going to be in the deep end at megacon because you're going to be surrounded by these amazing artists what better time to network and and get your name out there get the book out there exactly uh, but also you know the flashy covers yeah that'll grab some eyes but it, it is, and there is great quality in Here Walks Monster in its story. So sure, a, a, a hollow chrome virgin megaphone. I can't remember the words. I can't remember the words. Chrome, I, I can't. But I, listen, you know what I mean, okay? That that cover, that, that virgin megastore cover, I'm not sure what it was. Uh, it is going to get the eyes on the book, but it's the story that's going to keep people coming back. And Here Walks Monsters has a fantastic story. It was really cool, like really fun, really cool. And it kind of gave us a glimpse of a much larger world. I think the Ashcan did exactly what it was designed to do. It introduced us into the world of Here Walks Monsters, which, by the way, great name. Absolutely Thank love you. it. Here Walks <laughs> Monsters. Uh, I love it. it it's got a, uh, and Boom Studios has been doing, I think, a wonderful job in the last uh I'll say 10 years or so, just in case I'm off, but uh, of presenting these kind of modern horror stories to us with yep. these, uh, uh, you know, something is killing the children and some, you know, uh, names that are uh, similar to that. And I think Here Walks Monsters, uh, the title alone invokes that, that EC horror of the 1950s, but also this horror resurgence that's been taking place in the last couple of years. Uh, I, I, I'd like to give a lot of credit to The Walking Dead, but there's also some other great books. Like, yeah. again, uh, you know, uh, Something's Killing the Children and uh, Department House of, of Truth, you know, Department I, of Truth. It, right. pretty much anything. And, and I, I personally, I credit Tynion so much uh, for the resurgence of horror, especially in the horror comic side, because it, yeah. whatever he writes, everything is absolutely fantastic. I mean, World Tree, uh, you said uh, Something's oh, Killing the Children, House of Tree, Slaughter. Yeah. I mean, there, there's so uh, Dracula, you know, he, he's just he's that. And the reason why I my book is definitely going to honor the, you know, the great stuff that came before us, because without them, I wouldn't even have a, a any zombie material to even reference, you know, or anything right. like that. But the current horror seems to be the last place where anything is still allowed. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, Clear. where like comedy used to be, you know, comedy is comedy. You can make a, a, a joke and it just be that a joke. Horror is horror. Like, I mean, I was, when I was like Chucky, the, the new Chucky series, I really love that uh, show. Chucky's the one I'm a huge fan of Chucky. Yeah. yeah. My, my whole life. But they had like, there are, there's a teenage gay love story in the middle of mm -hmm. this Chucky series. And I'm like, oh, I, I think I know exactly. How and how is like the thought police not trying to get this canceled because of that? And I'm like, right? Because it's horror. It's like and and Chucky endorses it. Place. By the way, yes, yes. Chucky endorses it because he he references his own child. I think I know exactly what you're talking about. Great it, great show. 
it's so good. And and I'm just thinking to myself, yeah. if that wasn't just about anything else, even comedy, anything, there would be a great mass of people on the internet complaining about it. But horror oh, yeah. seems well, to ho- be the last frontier where you can tell real stories mm-hmm. and not be worried about about who you might offend with it. Like if I want to chop off someone's head, I can chop off someone's head in a in a, in a horror story. But if you, you make a, you make a joke uh, about in, in an accent different than your own, you know it, it could be yeah. it, they drag you right out of Chuck E. Cheese. You, you know, so you, in a comic book, in a comic book, you could have someone beheaded. Uh, you make that joke at Chuck E. Cheese, they drag you out of the ball pit, and uh, they don't let you back. I mean, I, I'm not just talking from personal experience. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know. But, yeah, I think that's the resurgence of horror is because of that. It's because it's the last place where it, you're free to make a story for the mm-hmm. sake of telling the story instead of it having to be something that can get you canceled. Like, it, it, it's it, – yeah. I hate cancel culture because I think it, it defeats the purpose. You know, like I feel like if you do something so bad that you should like be on display for everyone to see for all time, you know, instead of removing it so no one in future generations sees it. It's like kind of like you, if you don't know the past, you're doomed to make the same mistakes. You sure, know, sure. I, that's my thought on that. But horror definitely seems to be the last frontier where you know you can get away with some crazy stuff. <laughs> I, I'm sure. I'm sure you could take a microscope to just about any life on this planet or any person who's ever existed, and you're gonna find something horrific in every single one of them uh and it, it doesn't mean that it distinguish excuse me it diminishes the, any of their accomplishments or you know people say do uh dumb things all the time uh, if you're gonna use that one thing against them and crush them but the horror genre really is uh forgiving in that you could sh- essentially tell uh and, and sci-fi i think falls into that yeah. domain as well where you yeah you could just essentially uh, you still have that carte blanche, that freedom to be as creative in your storytelling as possible. But uh, what? He, he, go ahead, I'm sorry. Well, and like that—that—that that, that is why I, I'm writing the book like the way I am. It's like I said, it's it's a story of the downfall of society when he well, sorry, the downfall of humanity when society is no longer there to to do the cancel culture or to do anything like that. It's it's just everyone's allowed to be who they want to be, and I feel like if that was the case, most of us would be pretty monstrous. And that's why I called it Here Walks Monsters, because whether yeah. it's a zombie, infected, or a human, the only thing left walking the planet is monsters, because all the good people have already been killed or eaten. <laughs> so all yeah, that's I, left I, is the monsters. Kyle, Kyle, I do have a tendency to read into things greatly, because uh, I always look for that. Okay, it is entertainment, but even in the entertainment, especially in the horror genre, the sci-fi genre, there is that element of reflection, cultural reflection. Mm-hmm. And when I saw the title, Here Walks Monsters, uh, and I read the ash can, and at one point, our, one of our main protagonists, the male main protagonist, who wasn't named in the ash can, kind of lets loose. And all his violent tendencies and aggression and anger come out. I go, oh, okay, you know what? Maybe uh, in this world of zombies, in, in places where people have this carte blanche to let out all their anger, their aggression, uh, uh, I'm like, does this title work both ways? Are the monsters uh, refer? Uh, is the monster in Here Walks Monsters referring to the infected, the zombies, or are we talking about uh, the humans who are uh, essentially uh, in, in, in almost I Am Legend esque kind of way hunting these zombies? And as you saw, no, well, as you as you wrote, and 
uh, as Martin, French name, very nice French name, Drew. Was it Martin or am I now I messed that one up? But Martin, anyway. yeah, you're right. <laughs> and now the Martin, not even going to try the French name. Uh, and it, he did a great job. Uh, and I do like, the, like you said, the silhouettes. Uh, and I, I do think that's a, not only a testament to the art, because you, you didn't need the detail. You didn't need right. the, the silhouette alone relayed uh, the nature of the, the, the beast in this case, uh, uh, of the zombies. But I think it's it's so good because these are, zombies are so ingrained in our minds and so ingrained in our culture that the detail uh, wouldn't have made that scene any more poignant than it was. And the- I, I actually think it might've taken away from it a little bit. I, I agree. So yeah the, yeah, the 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 shadows really accentuated, the silhouette really accentuated uh, this lone human in that particular panel standing out amongst these monsters. I think it was very uh, an excellent choice. Um, and I really do think it, it I, I have to congratulate you again because it, it it's rare. And I've had the pleasure of talking to a lot of uh, self-publishers. I have a lot of talking to indie artists, indie writers, and finding uh, a letterer, finding a artist and a writer that are meshing as well as the three of you are. It, it's a it's a rare occurrence. Yeah. So it, no, it, it's, uh, it's amazing. It, I, I, I'm so lucky. I, I say every single interview, I, I, I am probably one of the luckiest creators on the planet um, because they're just that good. Like that, that specific scene that you're talking about, it was funny because when he turned in that page, it was with the silhouettes. And I was like, hey, it is because it was still a work in progress at the bottom of the page. So I wasn't sure if maybe he was going to go back. And I was like, right. hey, by chance, are, are, are those silhouettes the, what you meant to do? Or, <laughs> is, that finished what, or, yeah, or, yeah. or is that finished? Or is that not finished? He goes, oh, no, that's exactly what I meant. I was like, perfect. That's exactly what I wanted. Thank you. Awesome. awesome. Like, I was so excited because I didn't write that. I did not write that in the script. Mm. He took it upon himself to do that. And it was what I had pictured in my head, but didn't write down. And, that's great, man. Just got it. And that, that's yeah. it's a blessing. I, I I can't speak on how amazing it is to work with him enough, really. Uh, so e people are going to have a chance to see you uh, if they are visiting MegaCon in Orlando. But uh, for for anyone who is not in the Sunshine State, uh, and if they wanted to get in touch with you, if they want to learn more about uh, Here Walks Monsters, where can I direct them to? Uh, well, uh, you can just either come to my regular page, Nerd Tween. The name is right above my head over there. Um, that's my main uh, page for everything. You search that on any, pretty much any platform, you'll find me. Uh, but Here Walks Monsters has its own Instagram uh, account, Here Walks Monsters Comics. Uh, and that is where I'm going to try to drive as many people to because that's where I'll be putting as much updates on you know when the future parts of the story is coming out, uh, any announcements about artists that are coming on board, uh, anything like that would be on that Instagram account. Uh, so that's the best place to find more about Here Walks Monsters specifically. Very cool. Very cool. And uh, and uh, any plans for uh, issue one getting out on Kickstarter? Yes. Uh, so great. I, I submitted all but the last two pages because I'm not sure how I want to end the first issue, which, cause I have two specific ideas and I'm debating on which way I'm going to go for that. So that's the only thing that hasn't been turned into the artist. Uh, so I'm hopefully going to be launching um, issue one sometime in the next few months. Um, I'm shooting for uh, March um, okay. is when I'm comfortable saying that it, 
will either be up or ready to go by then at at the at the probably the latest um because Martin's really good once he start once he gets rolling it's it's done in a few days so I, I'm probably about to be behind because I have two pages left to write for him um and then Tyrone he he just again I hand it to him and a week yeah. or so and, and he's just knocked That's it out quick the park turnaround. better better than I expected like and right. me and him we've gone back and forth on things like hey can you do this or maybe this or that and that you know and that's the longest process of the whole thing because I have not learned how to write for everyone in my script yet like I said okay. I write specifically for Martin to understand what I'm trying to do so when it comes to the the wording and things like that I have to get better so he understands what I need so we don't have to go back and forth because that's definitely on me as a first time creator and just not knowing how other people besides Martin might want to read right. it. And it's where they don't have to go, hey, what did you mean by this? Hey, you know, stuff like that is very uh, nitpicky when it comes to it to make it that much better. So <clears throat> just think this know. is this is where you guys are now with the ash can almost done with issue one. Just imagine where you're going to be by issue three in terms of. Just how synchronized the three of you going to be oh, yeah. in terms it's of gonna producing? It's going to be insane. Right. <laughs> like, I, we we may be, be able to do like a quick monthly type thing, but I don't want to like lock myself down to that kind of sure, time frame sure. because I don't rush art. Art's got to be art. You know what I mean? So right. um, hopefully in the next few months we can launch issue one, two, three, four, five. Not one. That'd be awesome. Not two. Not three. <laughs> Well, um, I, I will definitely be following. I'll definitely be uh, back in the Kickstarter, looking forward to it. And I, I Martin, uh, excuse me, she's Martin. I'm sorry, I just called you Martin, Kyle. Uh, Kyle, I, I wish you all the best with Nerd Tween, uh, with Here Walks Monsters. I think you've got something special on your hands. Thanks for sharing with me, and thanks for sharing with everybody. Uh, and uh, I'll, I'll be following your success very closely and uh, looking forward to seeing what comes next for the book and the account. So congratulations on everything. Thank and you, uh, thank you. I just want to, again, thank you for stopping, thank you for stopping by nerds night out. It's been a, pla been a blast, been a pleasure. And uh, thanks for having note, me. Oh, my pleasure, brother. My pleasure. <laughs> it's always good talking to you guys. Thank you very much for joining us at nerds night out. I'm Tom. That was Kyle. And we'll see you next time. Be well, everybody. Signing off. <laughs> no!